Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. In this episode, we look at the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on internships and how students can gain hands-on experience when forced to stay socially distant. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm pleased to welcome two guests to the podcast today, Academic Internship Coordinator Jenny Weber and Dean of the Francis J. Noonan School of Business, Jim Padilla. Jenny, Jim, welcome to the Dewhawk Digest. Hi, thank Thanks, you. Robert. Thank you for having us. Great. Thank you both so much for coming in and kind of talking about this, which is kind of like an under-the-radar topic with everything going on. You think about internship, you know, obviously studying and pandemic, and then, I mean, there's there's a whole component to, to all the studying here that kind of is getting overlooked or kind of pushed aside a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, because, I mean, experiential learning is such a major component of the Loris education experience. Uh Jenny, let's start with you. What what does the playing field look like for internships at this stage with the COVID-19 pandemic continuing to Im- impact everything? I mean, are there internships available? Right. Yeah, there are internships available. And, and just like so many things, the pandemic has had that um, kind of trickle out effect where things are changing and things have had to change and adapt. Internships are still available, not all of the same ones that we've had in the past. Some of our um, typical ones, uh, the regular ones we've offered, some of them have been put on the back burner for a while just because the site can't take students for the time being, um, for whatever reason. So some of those have changed or not available, but others have have become available, I think, because of the pandemic and um, larger corporations, especially in the area, have figured out how can we do this in another way so that students can still have those experiences and so that they can still benefit from um, the energy and, and the new experiences and the new, uh, the, just kind of that excitement coming in from students as well. So they're out there. They're mm-hmm. definitely out there. Mm-hmm. Are, are we looking at still plenty of in-person? Is it t- trending more towards the virtual experience or is it kind of a combination? Is it, it's going to be obviously a case-by-case basis. But. Sure, sure. Yeah, there is, a, it's a combination of things. So um, one of the things that we did in the summer, like leading into the summer, was realizing that we do still want our interns, our students to have internships. So how can we make that happen in the safest way possible? So we developed these, um, the COVID-19, Loris College COVID-19 safety plan. So in order for students to have those on-site internships, they have to also put out a, um, they have to complete a safety plan through our College Central Network system. And so that just is one way to allow our students to still have that experience on site, but to be as safe as possible and for us to know they're being safe and, and that employers are also taking precautions because they have to, to jump mm-hmm. in on that as well. I was going to mention as well, too, um, much like Jenny and agree with Jenny uh, in terms of everything that she said, um, I think students are missing the point relative to what a remote learning experience can be. Um, one, we're staring in the face of what could be the future. Uh, employers today are moving full-time employees remote and feeling comfortable with what they're seeing. Uh, if our students shy away from these opportunities because they're remote, they're missing the opportunity for a learning experience of what it's like to be in a remote learning experience, particularly in a job-related learning experience, and then being adaptable to that situation. Um, I can only imagine being, you know, 20 years old, 
having the opportunity to prove my value to a future employer through their trust being placed in me to be a productive intern remotely. Um, that is incredible opportunity for the students and an incredible opportunity for students to truly prove themselves to a future employer. And credited internships on campus here um, through Loras College, didn't, we didn't used to allow those internships to be remote. Mm -hmm. They had to be on site. And so that's another way that the college has adapted to not only the pandemic and the, the kind of that outlier, what's happening with the, with the pandemic, but also to, that, to the growing field mm -hmm. of remote work there and virtual work. That's happening out there. So us being able to allow our students to have that experience as well is, is only going to benefit, I think, in the long run. Sure. And, and Jim, I'm going to throw this back in. You touched on it a little bit, but why do these internships in general matter? What is what is this? What's the impact of the internship to a student moving oh, forward? I, I mean, in today's world, pre even pre COVID, um, our students need to learn to appreciate how much your resume matters relative to work experience. Internships are work experience, and they're much more than just the the jobs we may have all had as college students to earn money to help pay for college. You know, the bookstore positions, the fast food positions, the server positions. You know, this is what's leading you into that next part of your life. And hopefully successfully, employers are looking for that level of experience. What have you done? Who have you done it with? And what projects or, you know, work have you performed that makes me feel comfortable in hiring you for this full-time position that offers great pay, great benefits? Are you truly qualified? Students really need to be reminded of that is incredibly important to answer that question. Yes, I'm qualified. Yes, I can do this position. Yes, I have experience. Those internships allow for that. Well, and yeah, to, to really show that not only do I know the book aspect of this, I can study it, but I can actually do the job because I've been in that position to actually, at least if not do it, but I've seen it upfront and personal and actually know what to expect. Absolutely. You know, Jenny, myself, uh, Jeff Roberts, We've all seen the resumes where students um, put in there, and even with our advice, they'll put in their courses that they've taken, of course, right? And, and they'll include their GPAs as well, too, that show, look, I'm, I'm an intelligent individual. I've completed these courses. I've performed at this level. This is my GPA. But we can't fill the entire resume with that. You know, I, <laughs> I don't want your transcript as an employer if I'm hiring you. I, I want to see the whole picture. And part of that whole picture is that work experience and internship experience. And we talk about how we want students to understand that they need to do something so that they stand out. And I, I try and encourage students to take internships by really enforcing the idea that if Jim and I walk in to an employer or we submit our application to an employer, we have the same GPA, we've taken the same classes, um, all other things level, and Jim did an internship in that field and I either didn't have any part-time job or I had a completely unrelated part-time job. Who is that employer going to give that first chance to? The student who they don't have to start from square one. You know, they've got yeah. some professional experience under their belt already. They don't have to have someone walk in the door and like, okay, I'm gonna, we need to teach you now how to write a memo and how to behave at a, at a meeting because the internship has already done that. Mm -hmm. And now, are, in terms of the, the internships that are out there, are you seeing any particular field that seems like they, 
there are plenty of opportunities that there may be more than there were before or just any fields that are really, you know, look, there's, there's a lot of opportunity here. I haven't seen anything that's changed due to the pandemic, mm-hmm. but um, in general, business internships are out there. I mean, mar- I have marketing ones listed all day long. <laughs> um, but across the field, you know, we are across the, 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 our majors, we have internships that are available. I haven't seen any, I, I wouldn't say I have any that are more or less because of the pandemic. Um, rather, I would say if there's a if there's a difference, if there's a discrepancy, it would be more probably based on the size of the organization. Larger organizations still there, mm-hmm. um, and being able to transition students in a different way and sure. look at internships from a different perspective, um, rather than maybe some of the smaller um, smaller mom and pop shops mm-hmm. that um, have had to temporarily close the door to interns or close their doors. Period. Um, unfortunately, so you know, hopefully those will come back too, but. That's where I would say the discrepancy is more so than the field itself. Sure. It's more about the experience that's available as opposed to the opportunity. So there's yeah. opportunities. It's just how that they're, you know, how they're being presented. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. I was going to add as well, too. Um, we've all seen a, a quick shift in six months, right? Um, last spring, businesses were shutting down. Internship opportunities were shutting down. Employment opportunities were shutting down. They were disappearing. But what a lot of people thought was happening was they were disappearing potentially for good. And that wasn't true. That was a time that was needed for businesses to be able to adapt and adjust to what was happening related to COVID. Um, The same thing happened related to these internship postings. Uh, We've talked to numerous employers who just needed the time to adjust their structure around their internship programs, um, where they might hire uh, 50 interns a year They just had to say, hey, we can't move this quickly last spring to adjust our summer internships. We have to end our summer internships this summer. Most of those organizations, if not all, have already adapted their internship program for this next summer and have changed it to be able to meet what they have to understand about COVID and how to be able to make it more remote while also creating what they want to have, the high engagement level with the students. It's just going to be in a different format. Sure. Exactly. Sure. Second, that for sure. That's okay. what we're seeing. And one of the things I think we're experiencing is that students haven't realized that that change is happening yet, mm-hmm. and that those experiences are still out there. That they may look different, but that students are not seeing yet or not believing yet. Maybe that they can still go for these internships. They're still happening. So well, and that that kind of leads into my next question. So obviously the opportunities are there. Mm-hmm. I mean, are the students actually taking advantage of the opportunities, or is there hesitation? overall that you're seeing. Yeah. <laughs> we had a good conversation about this <laughs> yeah. the other day. And one of my, and I'll let, let Jim kind of expand on that a little bit on from what he's seeing on the business, a school of business area. But what I feel is happening in to some degree anyway, is that students are concerned in the sense of they don't know where they're going to be. So are they going, or are they just now making that decision? Okay, now I know I'm going to be work, I'm going to be doing my academic learning remotely. So I need to look for an internship in the Chicago area or wherever else they may be, as opposed to okay, now I know I'm going to be doing at least some of my learning on campus, so I can look in the Dubuque area. So I think that's one of the things that's held students back to this point, and and among many others, and that's some of the things that we talked about the other day, Jim. Yeah, I think your 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 term hesitation. Uh, is in gigantic bold letters flying around on a banner throughout campus, it feels like. Um, And and I mean this because the conversations that Jenny and I have had, um, we recognize it. Um, Students, I think, are letting 
the questions fill their mind as opposed to the positive opportunities. Um, the way I would try to talk to a student about this, uh, imagine holding a Dubuque internship while you do go home to Chicago for the summer. Or vice versa, imagine holding a Chicago internship while you're able to live here in Dubuque. Um, that is incredible. Th that's a positive for the students. Um, you, you now don't have to commute anywhere. You don't have that added cost, and if this is a paying internship, that's fantastic. If it's a low-paying in, low internship, that's even better, thankfully, that they're reducing your costs associated with being a part of this internship. And I think students are being overwhelmed by too many questions as opposed to maintaining the mindset of focus, opportunity, and, and adaptability. How do I adapt to this opportunity and adapt to it because I still see the value in the opportunity? Um, I think if they take that, that approach to it, they'll look at this and say, wait, this is still part of helping me get to my ultimate goal. You know, full-time future employment upon graduation. And if they remind themselves of that, they'll probably get past the questions and let the questions be answered through the typical interview process that all of them have to go through. And, and we try to encourage them in that. We're like, hey, listen, this, you know, the interview might be virtual. You may not be able to do it face-to-face. -face. It's still an interview. That's still a highlight for you. That's still an opportunity for you. The, the position might be remote. That's, that's incredible. Um, I, I, I'm very old school. I'm not going to share my age. <laughs> but could you imagine being a recent grad, um, newly married, looking to start a family, and your job's remote? You have the opportunity to actually maintain your employment full-time in, in a very... Uh, a very different atmosphere than many of us grew up in that I look at that and I'm going, oh, this is incredible. I, I mean, I had colleagues that had to leave their jobs because they started families. This generation of students may never experience that. That is, that is an incredible opportunity given what we're staring into. Yes, there's crises going on right now, but there's still really some tremendous positives happening in regards to the employment and the workforce right now that we need to remind students this is a great opportunity for them. And like you said the other day too, Jim, that we want students, and we are trying to do the same, we want students to look beyond this pandemic. At some point, this pandemic will come to an end, hopefully sooner rather than later, but students need to be um, looking at through that lens of what's next for me after this and preparing accordingly. And that hesitation on their part, it's not going to serve them well. Mm -hmm. And so we, we really want to encourage them to yep. keep moving forward. And we, we're here to do what we can to help you with that. And yes, there may be a hiccup here and there, mm -hmm. but keep plowing through. Yep. Well, well, and I think you, it's kind of in a way that you touched on this a little bit earlier, Jim, where you talk about how over the, the time that really this pandemic kicked in, in in the spring and we've been sitting in here for months trying to adapt and every everybody's you know it's a it's a new situation for everybody we're all going through this together mm -hmm. but businesses are and employers are starting to figure it out mm -hmm. like okay this is this is how we're going to move forward and it's unfortunately a little bit up to the students to figure out okay now i have to adapt too to yes. this is how this is how things are moving so now I need to learn how to adapt to that as well. And kind of touch a little bit on you, know, like the shifting demographics where 
you know, it, there's a greater opportunity now where I don't have to move to New York City to get a job in New York because there are virtual opportunities. I don't have to move to a big city. I don't need to move to Chicago or out to L.A. or anything like that. The opportunities are there. It's a matter of adapting and running with it. Yep. Um, I'd share a little story. We had a local executive here who was hired literally during the pandemic here in Dubuque. Um, was trying to figure out how quickly to move his family from Denver to Dubuque. Well, his his stress was incredibly reduced by COVID, by being allowed to be remote and, and stretch that time frame out for when he needed to re- relocate his family. Um, he looked at it like thinking, wow, this is going to play some major problems with me being able to adapt into this new role. And after speaking with him after he's transitioned, he shared with me, he goes, probably the best thing that could have happened for me and my family. He goes, it allowed us to stay together for a longer period of time. I didn't have to become the weekend dad traveling back and forth between Denver and Dubuque. And he goes, and trying to figure out how to maintain my family life and my work life. He goes, easy. Maintained it. And he goes, and what did I transition to? The same remote work life when I arrived in Dubuque. He goes, now I just remotely work from home closer to the physical place that I'm employed at. Um, I, I think the story shares a lot about what we're seeing out there. And, and uh, Robert, you hit the nail on the head when you said adaptability. Absolutely, it's about adaptability right now. That's, that's probably a huge key for these students to realize, yes, it may not be the most comfortable adjustment you're making. We talk about like, a lot about this in management in terms of change culture. This is massive change culture happening right now and for students they're realizing change is not always easy but it doesn't mean you can't look for opportunity it doesn't mean you can't identify some strengths that you have and it doesn't mean you should shy away from it just because it's change embrace it Uh, embrace it and you'll realize just like we've said before there's some positive dividends that'll be paid at the end of this yeah, well, I'm going to throw out another question. Either one of you or both of you can take it however you want. But so if a student comes to you and you know, they obviously have hesitation about whatever opportunities are out there, what would be your advice to a student just like, what do I do about internships right now? Well, um, come see me. <laughs> Actually, virtually come see me. <laughs> um, my recommendation to students, when I sit down with a student or a student emails me to say, I, I'm looking for an internship this spring, for example, and, and that, there's been a lot of that lately. Um, what I, I schedule an appointment with the student, and we sit down, and, and I get to know that student. What are their interests? Not just their major, but what are their interests within that field? If they could, what would their dream job be? Not that I can find that for them necessarily, but that we can that will give me some of an idea on which direction to to kind of go with students. Um, we talk about our College Central Network system. All students are entered into that uh, career portal system, and so that gives a wonderful way for students to start start searching, uh, and not just in the Dubuque area, but it allows for filtering in other areas as well. So that that's a tool that's available to them now and ever after um, as alumni as well. Um, I sit down, I share job descriptions I have if they're in the area that where they want to lo- be location, uh, location-wise. Um, and if it's somewhere where I, I'm not familiar with what might be available, we talk about, okay, what kind of missions are in, in your home area? So Naperville, what kind of companies are connected to a mission that, that you find or a charity that you find uh, some passion about, um, whether it's whatever, in any kind of a field, you know, something that just 
kind of hits you or you see a billboard that you drive by every day and it's just like that just seems like a neat place to be look at it you know dive onto their website take a look see what's there um, think about volunteer opportunities that are in your area that could be transitioned into an internship we see that a lot you know I, I tell students too that we all have all professionals I, professionals I think we have this pile of paperwork on the side of our desk that's like yeah someday I'm gonna get to that <laughs> you know that's the work an intern can do and so not just to look like look at a website and say oh there's nothing posted but Think beyond that. Take some initiative and say, you know what, I like what this company does or what this organization stands for. Let me see what I can do for them because I want to support what they're doing also. And in, in return, I'm learning something and I'm gaining some experience. So think outside the box mm -hmm. that way. So we have those conversations and, we, and I do some diving into just Google searches, you know, for what's out there, what, what kind of organizations serve and fit with what that student's looking for. It's funny that you mentioned Naperville. <laughs> and, and not that she knows this, but uh, talking to a past student of mine, um, he actually has opened uh, a number of State Farm um, offices within Naperville. He was just mentioning to me literally this this past week. He's like, if you know of anybody looking for an internship, <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate Jenny sharing the example of Naperville. I'm like, you know, that's that's a nice tie-in. Uh, Jenny and I have these conversations often where we're like, hey, I just spoke to that person or found out about that opportunity. Um that's the benefit of what the students have available here is whether it's uh, somebody on the academic side, a faculty member, a dean, or it's somebody within the, the Center for Experiential Learning, Jenny and Jeff and uh, Bobby, uh, all the help that they offer over there is tremendous and, and students really need to take advantage of the, the, the personal approach that's given to them. And that benefit that they receive from that approach is, you know, really invaluable. Mm -hmm. so. Well, and, and, and so you mentioned Jenny and, and her coworker Jeff Roberts and, and Bobby Martin, who are great resources for all students. And then you touched on yeah, obviously faculty. But what are the resources outside of, out of your office, Jenny, that uh, that students can really take advantage of? So talking to um, to friends and, and family members sometimes that's a huge lead. And, and I think sometimes students are a little hesitant to do that. Like, well, I don't want to ask anyone to help me. Well, somebody probably helped that person somewhere along the line. So think about that. Think about your friends and neighbors and family members um, who might have a connection for you to take advantage of. Um, always Indeed, of course, is a good resource. LinkedIn, and make sure your LinkedIn profile is first of all, created and looking looking good, and we can help you with that too. Um, that's a, That can be a good resource. Um, alumni through Loris, Duhawks support Duhawks. Mm -hmm. We know that, we see that, we hear that. Um, so that's definitely one, a, a good resource. Um, access uh, DubuqueJobs.com for right here in this area, fabulous resource. And then again, the College Central Network where they can have um, access to searching through location and fields and interests and, and in various ways that that's a great resource as well so um, just thinking outside the box and then tapping into resources that are right there in front of you or that we can put in front of you too mm -hmm. you're, you're gonna laugh I literally sat down with a student yesterday a first-year student who was picking my brain about majors picking my brain about you know what does it lead to and 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 that from an academic perspective for any faculty member those conversations happen every semester, maybe once a week. Um, it, it's constant, and it's ideal. I mean, students should start with those faculty members. They, they should start with questioning them, you know, well, what does this lead me to? What type of career path can this take me down? Um, 
you know, having that conversation with my student yesterday, I just said to him, I said, start taking business classes if you're interested in a career related to business. I said, you'll get exposed to accounting faculty. Ask them questions about the accounting field. You'll get exposed to finance faculty. Same thing. You'll get exposed to sport management faculty. Same thing. Um, and then even outside the School of Business, you know, if, if you're going to look at opportunities here on campus, our faculty are tremendous. You know, you want to talk about engineering, go have a conversation with Dan Nebel. You want to talk about computer science, go have a conversation with Michael Thompson. You know, you want to talk about biology and potentially uh, attending med school, go have a conversation with Tom Davis and Kate Cooper. Um, there, there's incredible faculty on this campus that are so helpful to our students. And our students need to recognize, you know, they're not just there talking to you about content for class and how to do well on your exam. We're also here to give you guidance. You know, we, we all want you to be successful. Mm -hmm. And students need to sometimes remember the fact that we believe successful extends well beyond just the classroom in regards to our roles. We want to help you be successful in life. Yeah, well, and, and Jenny, of course, you mentioned the, the Dewhawks who love supporting other Dewhawks. And, mm -hmm. and for any alumni listening to this, and they're, they're thinking, you know what, I have an opportunity or, or I know of an opportunity. How can they reach out to the campus, maybe you specifically, to say, hey, you know, if you have students, I'd love to be able to help with help them. How, how can they get in touch definitely. with you? So the best way to get a hold of me right now would be definitely send me an email, just letting me know, hey, my name is, this is what I'm, I'm thinking, and we can talk about what that would look like. And so my email address is jennifer.weber, with one B, at loris.edu. So absolutely, I'd love to have a conversation, and, and we can schedule a Zoom or a phone call or whatever to, to see what that could look like for students. Would love to hear that. <laughs> sure, and of course, if they have a contact on campus, like you know, Jim talking to people in Naperville definitely. about their opportunities, I mean... Yeah. If they, if they have, feel free to reach out and, and share those opportunities. Anybody so we they know, and, and, and we'll connect the dots in-house. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, Jenny, Jim, thank you both so much for sitting in here and sharing your, your experience and your, your information. And this, and this is going to be hopefully very helpful for students moving forward and maybe informational for the, uh, the parents as well to kind of say, yeah, this is, this is something we should kind of give them a nudge here or there if we need to. We always appreciate the parental nudges. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having us. All right. Well, thank, thank you, Robert. Thank appreciate you. It. Thank you both. And thank you to Trent Hanselman, who is our producer extraordinaire. And also thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more podcasts as well as Loris news and features, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. And while you're there, feel free to sign up for a free email notification to get updates every day or every week about what's happening at Loris. And if you consume your podcast through iTunes and Spotify, you can find the Duhawk Digest there. So the Loris Daily website or from those two sources, you can definitely get caught up on all your Duhawk Digests. We hope you'll join us for another Duhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other and go Duhawks. <laughs>